Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Last episode we ended it with me being in my Halloween room before I was getting my surgeries. So I kind of wanted to just loop back to that real quick because some of you may know, some of you might not. Halloween is like my favorite time of the year. Um, And so like me like being in the hospital for that time, it was kind of rough. Like I kind of expressed a little bit, you know, just seeing like all the festivities going on, knowing what I normally do and what I had to do, um, it was kind of rough. So my grandma, Jean, she ended up decorating my room with Halloween decorations and festivities. She put like a ghost up. She got me some just, you know, like little knickknacks and kind of decorated it. All the nurses thought it was so cute and thought it was so thoughtful. And I thought it was just so sweet and so nice. I'm super grateful for that. Um, I was able to basically call her at like the drop of a pin. She lived really close compared to anyone else when my mom and dad weren't able to get there or, you know, close family member, girlfriend. She was able to just kind of come and she would spend, you know, just a little bit of time with me in between or she would spend a lot more time with me. And my other grandparents played a huge part in this role, at, on, in this room at this time because um, right before my big surgery, they... They brought in like the bishop with my grandpa and they did a they did a blessing. So it's through like the LDS church, Mormon uh, religion for those of you that aren't familiar with like the names and all that. And so they just kind of came in and like gave me a blessing like before basically the biggest surgery of my life. And after, you know, hearing all the things that we did and just knowing the possibilities and the outcomes, it just it was like, uh, I mean, I'm not like super religious anymore like I you know I grew up in the church kind of feel like most people do and then you know you get older whatever and then so like it was just at the same time it was like super it was like calming and like it felt good and it just I just I was able to I like held on to like a lot of like that stuff you know in prayer and just thinking of like a higher power like that stuff it however the way you look at it like it gets people through tough times and something up there is looking out for you one way or another And so basically like the surgeries were a success, you know, I have my leg, everything's good. My stomach is great now. And so they took the NG tube out and that was like the best feeling ever. It was that she, the nurse was basically like, you need to like cough, like gag it up and like, it'll like come up easier. So I'm like, like coughing and she's, they're like pulling it out of my nose and it's, it's like, it's never ending. I swear it was 30 seconds of just pulling out this tube, um, and it was like miserable like my eyes are all watery and like I'm like coughing and everything and but like it's like the best feeling at the same time like nothing nothing beats that I'm like wow like everything is finally good and so I moved to like the recovery room and I'm basically at I'm like I've been on I've been off like the super hard stuff for a little bit but like I was only taking Tylenol and I had two broken legs and like all my nurses were like wait, like, you just want Tylenol? Like, are you sure you don't want anything more severe? And so, like, it was kind of like I had a window where, like, they absolutely couldn't give me anything hardcore because I was going to McKD for an acute rehab after this, and, like, they wanted me off the, the hard stuff, and I wanted myself off, like, and they were making me sick, so I wanted to get out, like, I wanted to leave at this point, and so that was all that I had, and so I was just kind of, it was like I was, I was missing something, you know, and they had, 
they had therapy dogs there and i was thankful that i was able to like see them walking and i think we like mentioned it to a nurse or someone like now that i'm in the recovery room i was like can we get them in can we see them because i have a dog and i missed my dog so badly and he wasn't doing well at home like he knew that something was wrong with me like he was sick like we just we have like a deep bond you know what i mean so um all i wanted was just like having that interaction with like an animal because like before covid they would let you bring your pets in or like you know they could schedule something and with covid like the restrictions were just ridiculous so thankfully they bring in that they brought them in and uh there was a big dog who was like there was two dogs there was a big dog and a smaller dog there's a big dog who was terrified of the slippery floors and like Mine was so bad that he only lasted 30 seconds in the room. I got to basically pet him. He's as big as my bed, like sitting up, just standing there. And so like, that was great. He just gave me a love. And then the other dog was just a little poodle, about 40 pounds. And my dog is a sheep-a-doodle, sheepdog, poodle mix. So like, it just, it almost felt at home again with that. Like, I was like, oh yeah. So she, like the, the owner lady is just talking to me, or the guy is just talking to me. The lady was with the bigger dog. And he was just kind of let me pet her for like 10, 15 minutes. And I was just talking to them and just explaining like how grateful I was. Like that was, that was like something that just kind of helped push me through those next extra couple days. And so at this point now that like I can eat and drink and whatnot, like the conversation was just protein. Like I needed to heal. I needed to move around. That was the purpose of this room. It was to kind of like start to get get like the more normalcy going on doing more of like the normal functions and so I finally like started to use the bathroom I won't go into too much details with this but it was like I was able to physically get out of my bed and like not just have to like have a nurse lift me up essentially um, I had to use my only my arms I couldn't use my legs I was full body arm lifting my body up and they would push a Komodo over which is basically like a, a toilet on wheels type thing. And then it, they like push you over the toilet. And so I'm like a gymnast. We, there was a there was a running joke that I was going to be in like the, the Olympics after this because my upper body strength was just so ridiculous from just carrying like my full body's dead weight around. And so they would push the Komodo up. The nurses would kind of sh- uh, shimmy and like hold things to make sure that there wasn't any problems. I got up, adjusted myself on, started, and then, like, they just kind of would push me on, and my legs, they, they hurt so bad, and they couldn't, like, bend, they hurt, like, everything, like, I was just still locked out, so they had to literally put a, a garbage can, like, a few feet in front of me, and we had to put a pillow up, and, like, it was just the most miserable, most uncomfortable thing, um, it took forever, um, it was just to not be too graphic but it was just blood at first like I needed assistance nurses were helping me as it moved on things started getting more normal my stomach started like functioning I was kind of eating drinking whatever so like things were starting to move like everything was normal that way I started just taking control of my life a little bit and like I was like okay like I need to use the restroom and I can handle it and then I'll let let like I'll call you guys back when I need some help appreciated it it's all I needed and so um my doctor Bick was just like, you need protein, like drink it, chug it. So my dad and mom, they, they just bought me a bunch of protein shakes. And I think it went a little bit like ahead of myself because like I was puking up like 
protein chunks and like I was just like so focused like literally when I was trying to get out of there I was just so focused on healing and like my protein levels were just deathly low like they were just like we have never like this is like you have like there are problems here you need to get this stuff going you need to get it in your system and so that was all that was on my mind because I knew that if I was getting better then I would get out of here and so um I was able to like get my first meal and like when I was able when I was cleared and my doctor was told me everything that I I could do that she was like your t- stomach is going to be tiny you haven't eaten in weeks um like I would take a bite or two and everything else like and that's it like take a bite or two and just call it a day like oh man like the breakfast and lunch and dinner like once I was able to eat it was heaven I was eating the five-star meals I was trying all the different combinations I mean they just give you a menu and you just have all these options to pick from the first call for breakfast was at 7 a.m I'm like I'm up I mean you know I was on crackhead time anyways so I'm up and I'm the first one to call breakfast I'm like I want my food I want to be the first one here because I learned if you sleep in you get a little late you don't you don't call till 7 30 you might not get your food for an hour and I didn't have time for any of that I was trying to grow up and get my day going you know what I mean and so all I was looking forward to leaving like all I was looking forward to besides leaving was showering and eating and so like they kept pushing back my discharge date I was going to McKD like I said for inpatient rehab and like my my doctors wanted to make sure that I was good and their doctors wanted to make sure that I was off the harder stuff and that like I could function without it I was getting all the tubes out like everything out of my arms all the IVs like they wanted that completely gone and so um it was just kind of like a process and then like McKD was kind of like waiting on me they were almost like calling like my caseworkers and being like so when's Kobe coming and my doctors were just like well he's just he's just not ready yet like this was like when I was I had like another stomach surgery and then the knee surgery and then they wanted me to like eat and then it was like over a weekend so I ended up staying for a weekend and this and that and you know just one of those things man it was just so frustrating because I just wanted out of there like now I was like okay like I feel like I'm healed enough to where like I can go home and function and learn how to do things again and so it's the morning of like my first shower and oh my gosh like I've been we've been counting down the days for this moment like now I can get my my stomach wet like the wounds have healed enough and you know uh like I can I can kind of just like clean myself because all that I I haven't really been able to like shower essentially you know what I mean so my CNA was helping me who was helping me he I was I was trying to get my breakfast for the day and my CNA who was helping me get ready for my shower he he called it in because like this was the first morning that I got to actually eat and so like I was hyped but like the doctor the, everything just moved slow my doctor gave the okay and she told me that she would tell everybody like she would update the notes because you know, it has to go through the system and the staff has to see that my room's connected with it, all the things and I have a specific diet, you know, all that. So um, my CNA has helped me get ready for the shower. He they they he called in and they ended up telling him basically that like the notes aren't updated. So he was just like, OK, well, can we like place the order for when it does get updated? Like he, he said he got the OK and it seems like, you know, like everything's good over here, blah, blah, blah. So they ended up placing my order and like I ended up getting to eat later on and so we're getting ready for the shower and like I was saying I haven't really been able to like shower at this point um they were kind of like wiping my body down with like I'm sure like antibacterial stuff or you know just like cleansing wipes and then 
they put like they had it was like a it was like dry shampoo and like a bonnet but like they would like warm it up because it was like freezing cold it was october you know and it was winter and my body i'm like losing all of my muscle mass so i'm just freezing cold but still sweating at the same time and so they would put like the bonnet in like the microwave for a little bit and it would like warm up the dry shampoo they would stick it on my head and just you know like move it around like i'm like washing my hair and i'd be like ah, oh, just let it sit for a little bit i would just let it sit for a little bit like that was heaven like i loved that once once i found out the nurse that she like put me on game with that i was like oh yeah we're doing this every single time because before that i wasn't able wasn't really even like washing my hair so it's like yeah my body kind of felt clean but like my hair is sticking to my face at the same time and I was seriously like I was trying to impress my girlfriend at the same time I was telling the nurses I was like can I get a comb can you give me a mirror like we like we just slick it straight back for me like I was trying to look so clean for her you know when she'd come in like so I was just like oh my gosh like I already look like this and I'm sure it's just traumatizing you know what I mean so I was just like let me just let me try and like clean up look good for her so they had to literally wrap my legs in garbage bags because my legs are in braces and they actually can't get wet because I have so many like scars that are just still healing like not even near like that process so they had to tape me up and they was it was taping up my leg hair taping garbage cans around me they wrapped me around they got another garbage sack or a garbage can to put my legs on had to sit on a shower, a shower chair it took i think 2 two like grown adults to help get me in because I'm just you know dead weight and I just sat in there I just sat in the shower and just washed my body and my hair for like 15 minutes and I just let the water run and I remember like the therapist was just talking to me and I was just I he was just like after a little bit he was like all right I'll let you enjoy yourself and I'm like please dude like you don't even know what I'm feeling right now I just want to be alone with this water and this soap and I just want to clean my body and like just let the water run and like it was just heaven um and like i said like so now I, I get out of the shower and like i look good feel good so i'm like man like this is great um it's it's time like it's time to get me out of here and so now at this point the only thing that i was really missing was just not being able to see like my brother and my dog my dog like i said covid kind of screws that up um we were even going to try to like bring him to the window try to do something try to do anything to make it work but i mean i was stuck in a bed or I was higher up or when I was down in like a lower room, my, you know, like I just, there wasn't, I was, I mean, I'm stuck in a bed and like he would, he would, my dog's like a spaz and he's a freak and he loves me. Like he's obsessed with me. So he would have just, it would have just been like almost harder for both of us because I couldn't like really move around and like give him like that love. So like we ended up just not making that like happen during that time. And then my brother, I mean, there's like a, there's an 11 year difference between us. And so there's kind of like a big gap, but he's like my little homie, you know, like he's like the, 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 he's the kid that looks up to me and I'm grateful that I can be like that, that male role model for him in that way. And so that was just the hardest part. Um, cause I wasn't really sure how long I was going to be at McKady. And so we were going to try to basically do anything in our power to see them before I made that transition. And so fast forward to my discharge date. Um, my dad's packing up my room and my mom is trying to figure out a plan to get my brother and my dog to the hospital before I left. And so that was just kind of like the game plan. We knew that the McKady shuttle was coming. We were told that it was coming like soon. And then like, you know, the hospital, it got pushed back, it got delayed. 
So I ended up just kind of chilling, but I was actually able to finally change into clothes. My, I remember, I think it was like the, a couple nights before, the night before when my mom came and visited me, I, I had her bring me like my hoodie, my beanie, my shorts. Like I wanted her, I was like, I need like these specific things. I was like, man, like I just want to put them on. And so I had her, like we put them on and I, I was able to like get dressed. And I needed, I needed, I like emphasized that I needed shorts that were big enough to fit over my clunky braces so she just uh, brought me like some big sweat shorts and so I'm just finally like in my own clothes look good feel good type thing you know um if you go to the Kobe Strong 10 page it's the like my very first post um that MCP hoodie and that green beanie like that that was the fit that that's exactly what I'm talking about that was the that was the start of dressing myself getting out of hospital gowns and I was only wearing underwear for like a week before because a nurse was like, oh, you're not wearing underwear. So I sat in the hospital under a nightgown with no underwear exposed for like two weeks. So, I mean, yeah, I just I just felt like I was finally taking back my life. And so the time ended up coming. I'm like, Dad, you got to get this on video. Like, this is going to be like, you know, like I'm coming home. Like, that's the type of thing. Or like I'm moving on. Like, that's the next step. So discharge from the hospital. Here's a big thing. Yeah, I was still going to rehab, but... So he he gets he gets me on he gets I give him my phone he's recording me and they basically strap me on like a gurney cart like I was a mental patient and so I like wouldn't fall out I got my big minky uh, shout out Candace and Jess Patterson for that they are uh, we'll just say a family friend and uh, they hooked it up with like a little care package and that sent me off real nice and so we stopped into the hallway while the driver for McKady the shuttle was grabbing some paper paperwork and before we left I was able to see my good friend Dr. Jordan again um it was just it was so great because like the last like week or so like we kind of developed like a relationship and then like as I was getting better I didn't see him as much and so like it was just good to see him in like a good state of mind and just in like a happy place and he just he stops and he goes man you guys better take care of this guy and my dad's recording it and so like Jordan gets up next to me like he's like like we like take a picture and so like we like capture that moment and he uh I'm wearing a beanie and it's a supreme beanie and so for those of you that don't know it's like a it's like a higher end streetwear brand and it's like a it's like a $50 beanie you know what I mean like and so he's like is that a supreme beanie and I'm like yeah and this is a 50 year old doctor keep it in mind and so he like goes on and like tells me about like this other streetwear brand and like we kind of like talk like streetwear for a little bit and he goes like yeah like you know it's not too bad whatever and then like as like my uh my dad my dad's like recording and he's like making a joke and he's like yeah I just bought him a two hundred dollar jacket and Doctor Jordan goes that's it and just kind of like walks away as he's laughing and smiling like it's just like a running joke like he's like that he's like that rich doctor who's thirty years older than me and he's like wearing all the clothes that I wanted to wear and everything like it was just it was kind of just like a funny a funny like full circle moment how it all worked out and so we're going through the hospital and going through all the rooms I'm like going down memory lane and my mom was able to get my my brother and my dog in my car and they drove them up and so I asked the driver if he could just take me out front real quick because I just wanted to say hi to my brother and my dog and he goes no problem and so I roll out the front doors and oh man, I just see, I see my dog in my my front passenger seat in my car and with my mom and I see my brother in the back and 
oh, it's it's so hard to just contain myself. And so I, I'm getting kind of pushed up to my car and my dog's just freaking out. He's not knowing what to do. And so I'm, I'm telling my mom, like, can you roll down the window? Can you roll down the window a little bit? And so she did. And I was able to like talk to him and like give him some lovin's, but like it was, you could just tell that it was hard for him and he was freaking out and I'm just crying, like tears are just streaming down my face. Like, this is my buddy, you know, I've been hearing how sick he was. And like, I just wanted to like, cause like, I don't know. I just feel like he understood like something was wrong. So I kind of wanted to just like show him like, I'm okay, buddy, you know, like, I know it sounds silly. I'm talking to a dog, but like for those of you that know, like Vaughn, he almost speaks English. Like he kind of gets it. So I just wanted to like give him that comfort that like everything was going to be okay. And so like, I'm, I'm like moving past him because I'm like, I just can't handle it. And I know he's, he's like freaking out. It's almost harder for him too, because I know he just wants to like jump up on me and give me loves. And so I pushed, I push away and like, I kind of go to like the back and I tell my little brother Jackson to get out and I give him a hug and he's such a tough kid, man. Like he really had to grow like during this situation. And I was in such a like vulnerable situation because I'm like the big bro, you know, I'm the, like I said, I'm like a, like a male role model for him. And I didn't want him to see me in that situation. So it was so hard, but it was like so motivating for me at the same time because I was like, okay, like I need to get out of here. Like I can't be at McKD for that long. I need to just do everything that I physically possibly can to make sure that I'm not there any longer because like I just wanted to get home to my dog. I just wanted to get home to my brother. I just wanted to be home with my people and like the things that make me happy. And all I wanted was just a little bit of normalcy, just a sense of normalcy and to just take control of my life and get everything back on track.